We gotta go. We gotta get out of here. We gotta go right now. Listen to me, Steve. No, you don't understand. We've gotta go. Go where? No, we gotta go. What the hell are you talking about? Steve, this is important. Go where? That's right. Go where? What happened in your room? Are you listening? What happened in your room is not an isolated incident. It is something that is happening everywhere, everyone. So, where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna run? Where are you gonna hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you left. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 134. My name is Larry. With us today is my co-host Jessalyn, back from a little mini hiatus, Sarah. Hello everyone. With us. Is there someone else in there, Larry? Uh, well, other guests and, and <laughs> the other things in my mind, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, us. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we had a little time off. Took a week off and... The previous episode I did with the guys from Attack of the Killer podcast. So yeah. Thank you, those guys, for coming on. Absolutely. And I skipped that one, not because of those guys. Those guys are awesome, but because I thought they could be the co-host. <laughs> Take a little break. Yeah. I got yeah. this. So thanks, guys. I got Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping the streak alive. 134 episodes straight. Because, uh, like, you know, yeah, really. Uh, well, so <laughs> exactly. We work and then we come here. So, yeah. <laughs> like, who would take my place? Like, who, who would be a good co host? Like, who would be a good famous co host? Oh, famous. I was going to say, if you quit, I would quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just an episode off. Um, I don't know. You can't ask me questions like this without letting me think about it. My mm, brain panics. You know fine, that. Fine, fine. Who do you think would be a good co host? Uh, Jeff Bridges, right off the top of my head. Oh, I no. You wouldn't be able to understand what he's saying, kind of like me half the time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's not, no, I, I can understand you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it, really. Just Jeff Bridges. All right. Maybe yeah. William Hurt. William Hurt, I would like, oh, yeah. man. I'd be sad, though, because you I wouldn't be here for William be Hurt. super jealous, yeah, because William Hurt and I would have a hilarious podcast. <laughs> we'd, we'd be the best. Give me a call, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we watched some stuff. We watched a good amount of stuff, actually. We did. Like, um, bigger well, stuff. Not a whole bunch, but, yeah, well, some like, stuff that we've been wanting to see. No, like, the lower budget stuff, either. Like, some of the yeah. like, bigger name things, mm-hmm. you know? Right, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's get around to it. Let's start right off with The Craft. Now, we watched this, admittedly, like, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, yes. it's not fresh in my mind anymore. Um, the remake, obviously. Yeah, the Craft Legacy. Craft Legacy, um, which I paid for, so I can say whatever the fuck I want about <laughs> it. You want to go first? Well, I'll just say that we did review the first movie way back in episode something or other, like 20 or 30 yeah, or something. early, before we even had a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So... Um, hell, um, and we like that movie. You love that movie, by I the way. I love The Craft, yeah. So... It's a cult classic. So you want to hear what I have to say first about this yeah, movie? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, it was better than I thought it would be. Okay. That's not saying much, because it still wasn't very good. Are the... Like, who were these characters that we were following around? Like, these other three witches in the coven... Like, because this movie is identical to the first one in many ways. Yeah, I, I would call it a soft reboot before I'd call it a, a yeah sequel. Even though I guess I kind of have to because they're, of the end. They're both, yeah, both. It's both. Yeah. So, but unlike with the first one, where we got to know all of our characters, we don't know shit about these other characters. Right. It's really just one girl. So you said 
it was better than you thought it would be. For me, it was almost exactly the way I thought it would be, except we only got to know one girl. It's supposed to be an ensemble cast, and you're right. We don't know anything about the other three. It's like, okay, we we got this cast full of all these different nationalities, (laughs) and we just don't Mm -hmm. do anything with them. They're in the background, and yeah, this movie isn't very good. The the lead in she's pretty good actually. Um, David Duchovny is in it, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> Spoilers, he's the villain. But I feel like as soon as you see David Duchovny's in this movie, you're like, huh, oh, why would David Duchovny be in this movie? Right, because he's the bad guy, and he's yeah. like one of those self help motivator men like guys you like a men's activist yeah sort of but yeah. it's a little softer i guess mm. maybe and, and mix it with with some witchcraft or, or wizard wizard yeah. wizardry Turns or whatever out to be a wizard i guess yeah. whatever <laughs> yeah. he uh so yeah there was that then um yeah it was just not, it was no. not good. The, the main <laughs> characters are loose ends, but there are even more loose ends. Like, you see a few things happen with David Duchovny's sons, and you're like, ooh, where is this going to go? Well, I'll tell you. Nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Nowhere. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it, it, the, the point of the craft, to me, the original craft, is toxic female relationships and the dangers of tearing down your female friends rather than building them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the implications of that. And so I thought, well, at least they're going to stick with that in this in this new era of Me Too. They're going to make a big deal about that. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. Not really. But at the end, they do all come together with their magical auras. With their, yeah. Their Powerpuff the Girls. Stink <laughs> pie. Stink. Uh, Flame all over them. Clouds around them. Right. And yeah. they kill David Duchovny. Oh, and yeah, you know what? I'm going to ruin the rest of this. I don't care. They kill David Duchovny and, like, no one notices that this hugely famous TED Talk guy is dead or gone. Where are his sons, you they, know? Yeah, they even make a joke about it at the end. Like, uh, Michelle Monaghan plays her mom who married David Duchovny. And at the end, there's something like, don't date any more warlocks. Ha 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 ha. We killed you, someone. You moved halfway across the country, <laughs> and now he's dead. <laughs> Good luck, fucker. It's Good luck with regard, the crazy lady. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Maybe there were some scenes cut out, but pointless. Wait till it's free if you really want to see it. Or steal it. Who gives a fuck, really? Hey, like, I'm not going to condone that on record. <laughs> but you're... Uh, Grown people. This is a satiric <laughs> review right now. Don't blame it. <laughs> All right, next movie. No, I hope I forget that one for the rest of my life. Yeah. Other I, than to make jokes about I it. I saw it. So let's talk about one that I really liked. Bad Hair in ah, 2020 yes. on Hulu. This one kept getting recommended to me. And I couldn't really decide if you would be into it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just put it on when you were like, whatever. I was like, okay, well, I'll put on bad hair. I want to see it. Um, I, I think, now, I am pretty sure this movie was made for white people to make them remember not to fuck with black women's hair. I don't think that was the point of it. It should definitely serve as one of millions of reminders. Just don't touch anyone without consent. Um, I, I don't think that's why this movie. No, was I don't. Like. That's a joke. But but yeah, learn your lessons. Don't touch people. No, unless uh, they say touch me. This is about um, a, a woman, a black woman in the workforce, who's. Uh, was not being respected because of the way of her looks, and she goes to get a. Uh, she she's offered a position in her job to do what more of what she wants and in entertainment. Yes. Yeah. And so, but the new boss that's taking over pretty much tells her that Vanessa you know Williams. that you have to get they don't have to, but she she implies that this one place does really good hair extensions weaves. Yeah. Um, and weaves, yeah. That's what it ends up being. So she ends up getting a weave there. And instead of weaving it into her hair, they weave the hair into her scalp. And the the hair ends up taking a hold of her. And and she ends up murdering people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty and much. it's... It, it, 
it does sort of take itself seriously to a point, mm-hmm. but it obviously can't take itself seriously all right. the way. And yes. it gets really silly in a fun, good way at the end. Yes, it does. Uh, I did enjoy this movie. I thought yeah. it was... Uh, there's there's some good humor in it, and, and it doesn't take itself too, too seriously, but there are more serious points in it. Yeah. Um, I think the message is a little more serious anyway, too. Um, but yeah, it, it, I enjoyed this movie. Right, and and it makes you think, and it should make you think, along with being a really fun horror movie. Um, it, it occurred to me that recently my organization decided to take hair uh, um, out of the policy manual. I mean, you so get like, like blue hair and shit. Yeah. yeah, so you can do whatever you want with your hair. And that's, so I can dye my hair pink, which I did, but I know that it was more geared towards women who, black women who want to wear their hair naturally, mm-hmm. and those guidelines, those requirements were prohibiting black women from wearing their hair naturally, mm-hmm. honestly, and that's why they were put into place. So things like that, that white girls don't even think about. Now, was there any stipulations in there for nose hairs, or are we just talking about hair? God, hair? I wish. <laughs> that could definitely be. Just please... Clip them, man. Just maintain the six-foot distance. Put that in a policy manual. You know what? Always stay six feet away from me. (laughs) Just, just for you (laughs) individually. Nose hairs. Yeah. Yeah, nose hairs are a problem. Look like spiders are crawling out of your nose. It's gross. Yeah, that's one of my. I hate. uh, That's one of my pet peeves of me is just having nose hairs and my fears. Yeah, you're really sensitive about it. You have like a little nose trimmer. Yeah, because it's fucking annoying. (laughs) And like I know when, maybe it's just me, but when I see people with gnarly nose hairs, I'm fucking focused on it. And I can't, I I mean, I can hear everything they're saying and be like, yes, 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 and know what they're saying. But I'm just focused in on that that nose hair that just kind of curves up around (laughs) the nostril a little bit. Yeah, you know my thing with mucus. I don't even want to engage in this conversation anymore. No, no, no. Well, there's no mucus in it. It's yeah, just, it's in your nose. Well, the, the hair isn't. It's Mucy crawling out. Hair. All right, quit being gross. Let's get to the next movie. <laughs> All right, next movie, Back Down, Bedeviled. Ah, yes, this Bedeviled. This is from 2016, and we right. saw it on Amazon. Right. Do you remember the ending? Nope. Because we didn't even make it that far. That's why we <laughs> yeah, didn't finish it. <laughs> trying to look it up like, did I fall asleep? I think we both did. Yeah. Uh, it's I don't fine. Re- I don't remember too much about it, actually. I do when feel it- like it took itself way too seriously for a movie about friends being terrorized by a supernatural entity that they downloaded from an app. And he looks all, he's like this crazy sort of terrifier, but funnier. Oh, I barely remember that crap. Yeah. Um... So I feel like if you're going to go in that direction and make the villain or whatever serial killer or supernatural monster so absurd looking, I don't know, lean into the funny. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this movie did that. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it all ties in at the end. We just don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, I remember very little about this movie. Yeah. I, yeah. Next up, The Call 2020. Uh, yes. And we rented this on Amazon. Uh, this it had Lin Shay and Tobin Bell. You know we've done more fucking movies with Lin Shay in it than like any other actor or she, any other actress. She's all over the place, man, and she's like a horror icon since yeah. Insidious. Yeah, and she's been around way before Insidious. Oh yeah, like uh, yeah. something about Mary. Yeah, uh, way before that even. Oh yeah, she's been around for a long time. A long but now time. yeah, she's like a horror staple since the Insidious franchise and the Conjuring. Well, I guess she's not in the Conjuring. Yeah, those the, kind of the, movies. Yeah, I gotcha. But anyway, uh, The Call. So The Call. In the fall of 1987, a group of small-town friends must survive the night in the home of a sinister couple after a tragic a- accident brings them to a- the couple's door. Hmm. That doesn't sound like that movie at all. <laughs> well, sort of, it's pretty vague, which yeah. I like, but I'm going to go ahead and ruin it. I don't know. All right, well, why don't you just tell, give the real synopsis of it? Well, the synopsis is uh, these kids terrorize this couple because they think that Lin Shay killed a girl. Killed a girl? Because she was like a like a, a preschool teacher kind of person or yeah. an after school kind of uh, person, right? She would take care of kids after right. school, like little kids, five years old and everything. Right. And one day this little girl ends up missing and everyone blames her and she was never charged well, she was charged with it, and she beat it, and right. they never found any evidence of it. So, But the sister of the girl 
and her friends terrorize her since then. Right. And have made her go crazy. Right. And Should we keep going? Yeah, we'll keep going. Uh, then she, one night, well, there's this new guy in town. He comes, and he meets up with a girl whose sister is missing. And her and her ex-boyfriend and his brother end up going to the Lin Shay's house to egg and throw rocks through the windows. And they bust up her shit. And she comes outside, you know. Goes, I hate you guys. You know, I didn't do this. This has gone on forever kind of thing. You know, you're tearing me apart. And then kids leave. She goes back inside and talks to her husband, who's Tobin Bell. And then she ends up hanging herself after spouting out some spells. Yep. So Tobin Bell, her uh, her husband, gets in uh, contact with the kids who know that she's killed herself. Or she's dead, at least. And he gets them to come back to the house and he tells them that she left $100,000 in her will to them. But the stipulation is is that they have to go and take a phone call for one minute in this room. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, he's going to call the cops and have them arrested. Mm-hmm. So um, they end up all end up doing it. And once they answer the call, they are hypnotized by Lynn Shea because um, Tobin Bell brought a telephone and stuck it inside of Lin Shay's grave in, in her casket. And so when they call the number, they're calling her in her casket, and then she ends up hypnotizing them to where they are stuck in, like, a, a dream world where all their fears right. have come to haunt them. And then they end up getting killed. Interesting spin yes. on a common, like, concept. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, this movie was all right. It was. I would recommend it. I I don't remember how much we paid for it. I don't think it was that much. If I don't, yeah. It's it, worth if, it. If it was more than five bucks, I don't think I would have done it. So right, yeah. I'd recommend watching it. Yeah, check it out. It's fine. We've got two like veteran horror actors headlining this movie. Check it out. Right, and you're, um, like, the, the, the teenagers don't really piss you off too much, even though one of them's kind of stupid. Oh, de- I mean, that one I couldn't <laughs> wait to die, and the rest of them I just didn't really care. So, it's fine. fine. Wait, the main, the main guy? Him. Yeah, even him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And next up, before our movie of the week, this is the last movie that we watched. I've been wanting to watch this for a long time, but I didn't want to pay 20 bucks for it. I mentioned it on the last podcast that I was in. Uh, Antebellum. Ah, yes. Because it's getting pretty scathing reviews. Right. Which, you know, only interests me more. Mm -hmm. That only interests anybody more. So once it was $12, (laughs) I was like, all right, we're going to watch this. Uh So Antebellum, it's Janelle Monae. Um, Do you want a quick synopsis here? Well, uh, yeah, give us a quick one. How can it be quick? Okay. I know, it really can't be. This is uh, There's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Yeah, it's super vague. Successful author Veronica Henley finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. Yeah, wow, that's vague as fuck. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, yeah, it's that's true. Twisty. It is. So I'll tell you, I was trying to describe it to my sister, who's also interested in it, um, and I said, it feels like a rough cut of a movie mm-hmm. and then they were just like no that's good here this, <laughs> this is it this is the movie mm-hmm. i thought it was actually okay i didn't think it was as bad as what i've read no i mean what have they said about it like what do you remember at all like what what their biggest problem was about this movie it's confusing i don't remember specifics uh-huh. um I can see that, but once you hit a certain point, it kind of clicks, and I don't think clear. it's clear. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Because I, because the way this the movie starts is that you think this person Janelle Monae has lived in certain different times right. in the United States in the time of slavery and in the and in the present. So you you you're led to believe maybe that this movie, which starts out as like a slave drama ends up being um, like a multi, multi-generational uh, uh, story of racism, but it isn't, it is that in a way, but uh, it's done, it's not done very well. It's, you don't know what kind of movie this is. Yeah, you, it, it never, it, it doesn't know what it is. The first problem that I had with it was that the opening 
of her being a slave in like the 1800s or whatever is like 40 minutes long. Yes. Um, and you would think with the twist, they would cut back and forth. It would still be confusing. The twist might still be surprising. Yeah. But I got invested in this movie 40 minutes in, and then it became a different movie all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what makes me feel like it was a rough cut of a movie that they just didn't re-edit, and mm-hmm. they should have. Yeah, I can see that. And they couldn't find the tone they were looking for. Yeah. Plus, with the advertising also, I think they, they missed the mark on that one. Yeah. So I, I think there was a lot of problems, including the movie. But it wasn't, I don't think it's as bad as what... And plus, we don't listen to Rotten Tomatoes, it, once again. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. Pick your critic or I go can to see why it got a low audience score. I don't know if it did, but I assume that it did. It seems like a type yeah. of movie that would get a low audience score. Um, but, you know, my sister also asked me, well, how's Janelle Monae? Great. She was fine, She's yeah. Great. Yeah, she's fine. It's not her fault. It's just I, this movie needs to go back and edit it again, or just show me. Or a, just a different yeah, movie. or maybe just not do it. Uh, <laughs> or, or, oh, do it! It's an interesting concept. It is. It is. I mean, yeah, it is a very interesting I don't, concept. enough that I don't want to wreck it. I'd like right, people to yeah. see it. Yeah. Um, it's something that I, I don't think I've ever seen before. For or sure, I've seen situations like this, but not necessarily in the way that it was done this right. time around. But yeah, uh, it's a maybe for me. If you, yeah, if you're feeling up to it, maybe don't spend that kind of money on the movie. Pretty soon it's going to be like five bucks. Yeah. Then, Wait till then. then. But there is good news though, because Wonder Woman is yes. being released on HBO Max. Yay! DC done something right. Finally gave in. And Finally did it. And guess what? They're doing that Justice League movie too, and that's coming out also. And I'll buy both of them. I'll rent both of them. Well, no, they're going to be on HBO Max. They're going to just be available You're to right. us. You're right. I'll start paying <laughs> for HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And then we got two new movies right there with a bunch of other crap they yeah. have on there too. <laughs> I guess I just assumed it would be a scam like Disney Plus Mulan. Like you paid for Disney Plus, but now you're going to pay for Mulan too. You fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and did we pay for Mulan? No, no, I've never seen the movie. original Mulan. I don't know, but I have had the the reflection or in the mirror song stuck in my head. It is kind of a sad song. Yeah, but anyway, we're not talking about Mulan. Yeah, fuck. Anyway, um, coming up next, our movie of the week. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 1993 remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, titled Body Snatchers, mm-hmm. directed by Abel Ferreira. Wow, I first time I saw this movie was probably right back in 1993, 94, and I remember seeing it on the the shelves of the of the. Um, rental place it wasn't even blockbuster it was just like the our corner store place uh near my dad who lived in chicago so we used to go to like the video stores around and pick out a movie and this one was on the wall for a while and i don't i think we might have rented this one i'm not 100 percent, but i just remember seeing it on the wall and we're like body snatchers that's weird is this another remake why didn't i hear about this what's going on and this was more of like a more direct to video release, I want to say. Okay. So I want to say I did run it, or I caught it on like HBO or Cinemax or something later down the line. And uh, yeah, it's a movie that my dad and I watched, and it's very different from the other invasion movies. This one uh, takes place on an army base uh, in present time uh, with a 
man uh, uh, with his wife and his young child and his daughter, who's a teenager, played by Gabrielle Anwar. Mm-hmm. You remember her from, I think she did like guest gene ads, or she did some ads, and she was very pretty back yeah. in like the early 90s. And I then, know her from Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Yes, that a movie wildly also. Wildly underrated Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's like our read, uh, lead actress. We have Meg Tilly in this movie, Jennifer Tilly's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meg Tilly is more of like a, a, a serious actor, and she did period pieces more often mm-hmm. than Jennifer Tilly did. Uh, and Jennifer Tilly more of embraced all the horror stuff and the getaway and, and, and everything. Yeah, But I she is in this movie, too. She's best known, I would say, from Agnes of God as Sister Agnes, mm. if you're a theater nerd. but it was also Bride of Chucky is probably what a lot of people who would listen to this podcast would know her as. Meg Tilly? Oh, Meg, I thought you were talking about Jennifer Tilly. Oh, I'm no. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Meg Tilly. No, I'm not explaining who Jennifer Tilly is on I'm this podcast. I'm just making sure, jeez. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway. The big chill. Um, Terry Kinney, who I knew from... Oz, the TV show uh, from HBO, and he was a Steppenwolf actor here in Chicago, so I kind of know who he is, and that's like our main core of people. Uh, Terry Kinney's job is he's, he works for the EPA, and he tests out water, and someone from this army base called him to do tests on some of the different water and uh, substances around the army base. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... We learn that he travels around this summer uh, with his family going all these different places around the country. So um, the daughter, Gabrielle Anwar, is, you know, she's being a, a teenager, but she's not that bad. She's actually no. kind of chill, you know, yeah. always in like, fuck you, mom. And, uh, and that's her stepmom, too, uh, Meg Tilly. Yeah, I think it seems more she's still mourning her mother's death. Um so she doesn't hate Meg Tilly, her stepmom. Her yeah. stepmom's been around for at least long enough to have a six-year-old son. Right, yeah. So she's known her for a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's just... And, and this movie, actually... Uh, the one part I really don't like about the movie is that there's a voiceover from Gabrielle Anwar. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. I don't like it. Um, but I think it was put in there because this is an Abel Ferreira movie. And oh, his, he yeah, and he, no, no, I think not by his choice. Um, I don't think he wanted it in there, but seeing his, his movies are, are more slow moving and there isn't, uh, like the dialogue isn't out of this world. It's not the centerpiece of this movie. Um, this movie kind of builds a lot on tension and not necessarily suspense. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've kind of seen in other Abel Ferreira movies is that like, you just focus on the tension and let that suspense off to the side so you can focus a little more on what's going on there and not necessarily what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I can really appreciate his movies like that. But seeing as like there's not as much dialogue in this movie and things aren't made abundantly clear and yelled in your face that I think we kind of need this voiceover kind of like they did maybe with Blade Runner or any other movies where they've added something to where people would be able to understand what's going on. So anyway, she's just talking about how um, we didn't know what would happen once we got there and all the stuff happened. And then, of course, you're watching a movie called Body Snatchers, so you know some shit's going to go down. So they end up going to the army base, and we meet up with um, Arlie Ermey is in this movie, if you remember him from uh, Full Metal Jacket, uh, Frighteners, a shit ton of movies. Mm-hmm. He always plays the same kind of character. But actually, in this movie, he isn't playing the staff sergeant. He's playing a general. Mm-hmm. But he's not the <laughs> Arlie Ermey that you know from Full Metal Jacket. He's a lot more toned down, and we kind of learn why. Is that, well, upon them, uh, the family upon arriving there, we can already know that the general is one of the body snatchers because he shows very little emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are moved into their new house. They start to settle in. Terry Kinney starts to go to work. Uh, we get to see some of the family too. Like Meg Tilly is, is having a great time with her son. They're having a good time. Um, she's very much in love with everyone. Um, and then Terry Kinney goes out to test some of the water. And that's when we get to meet the major who is, um, Forrest Whitaker in this movie. Mm -hmm. He's only in about two scenes, but his scenes are, are, if you watch them, 
the way they're framed, it's pretty funny because it's his scenes are at a Dutch angle, and um, he's just unevenly framed throughout all both of his scenes. Uh, especially the first one, we see like an upwards Dutch angle of him, and it's. I think it's because he is the the our person who's who's telling us that things are a tilt and aren't what they seem right and and you should find out what's going on to the the epa uh terry kinney mm -hmm. and he starts asking terry kinney questions about hey um is there could like any toxins or chemicals found in water or in the surrounding areas could that affect people into which they start to act strange or people start to think that other people aren't themselves kind of thing and terry king is like oh, no not really but he's like well just keep an eye on it because um you can see that forrest whitaker is not a body snatcher he's showing emotion and that's something that you see throughout all the body snatcher movies um the two prior and the one after is that these the the pod people have no emotions they're all in a central nervous kind of not nervous system but one brain for the most part right and that's one of the cool things about this movie, I think, is that the pod people or body snatchers or whatever, they're around mm -hmm. in the entire movie. You're right. You just don't really notice it until right. a little bit later, but they've yes. always been there. Yeah. Yes. And further on in the movie, we do see that the army there are pulling pods out of like this nearby creek, and mm -hmm. there's these little pods, and they're just putting them in the trucks. And so the army knows, at least... The army members who are doing this are pod people, and but we do get to see a few more that aren't pod people. We get to see uh, what's her name, Christine Elise from uh, Child's Play Child's Two. Play Two, yeah. Um, she's the general's daughter. Uh, she's not a she's not a pod person, and um, she's like the the uh, the army brat. Right. I would call her, and her and Gabrielle Anwar uh, Marty is her name. Her and Marty end up. Uh, hanging out together, and that's um, later on in the movie. Uh, and even before that, though, we we see that um, what's the name of the kid, the little boy in the movie, Andy uh, or something. <laughs> I don't know. We'll call him Andy. Fuck it. <laughs> so Andy, uh, <laughs> Andy ends up going to one of the schools there, and they they're all doing art projects, and they're all told to hold up their work. And all the kids hold up their work, and we see them in like this, uh, sh just just shot going through all the children's artwork, and it's all basically the same until we get to Andy's artwork, and it's very different from everyone else, and he kind of notices that, and then that's when um, later on we kind of find out that they wanted him to go to sleep and. They wanted yeah. to turn him into a pod person, so he ran away from school. It's important to note, I think, that uh, his painting is much more colorful. Yes. It's yeah. very bright. It looks like a butterfly. Right. Everybody and else is like red and green smears. Yeah. Yes, yes. And very, very much identical to everyone yeah. else's. So he runs away, and uh, we get to meet one of the, this chopper pilot played by Billy Worth. You would know him probably best from Lost Boys. He was one of the vampire crew. Mm -hmm. He's the one who gets killed by uh, death by stereo. <laughs> so um, from there, <laughs> um, so and he cut his hair by now too. And he's a very handsome man. Yeah, he's super good looking in this. Mm -hmm. He picks up uh, Andy and they they take him back to his house, um, to the army base where he's staying, and he's like. Tells his uh, sister and dad, like, I don't want to go back there. All their paintings look the same, and they're just not really paying attention to what he's saying. Um, and then the night goes on, and Andy ends up going to his mom's room. Because I guess he had a nightmare or something. So he goes in there, and she is in the process of being uh, pod-peopled to where... Yeah. Uh, and the way this works in this movie... Um, these tentacles come from the pod and they go into the different orifices of the body and then they replicate and then your body turns to... It shrivels and turns to ash and the pod person takes over. Presumably all your memories, memories and everything like that too with it. Mm -hmm. um, so Andy got to watch all this happen and, mm -hmm. and from there on he says like, no, this isn't my mother. Um, 
So when the, the body turns to ash, the mother comes out from, uh, I want to say, like, the bathroom. The closet or something. Something like yeah. that. And she's nude. And, it, and it's funny to note is that in the credits, it said that Jennifer Tilly was the body double for Meg Tilly. Yeah. So all these years, I thought I was seeing Meg Tilly naked, but it was actually Jennifer Tilly naked, which doesn't really matter all that much because they do look very similar to each other. And I think, I mean, I think Jennifer Tilly is better looking anyway. Have we seen, we've seen Jennifer Tilly's body in other things. Yeah, the getaway. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Should I keep going? So it's like you thought you saw new boobs. Well, like, no, I thought I, the <laughs> old boobs I saw were, were real boobs, and they were real boobs, but it's real boobs on new boobs. Just boobs you'd already seen. Right, and yeah. yeah. Or boobs I had yet to see until I saw them, but I had already seen those before. <laughs> so they weren't new when I saw them right. the, the first time. Unfortunate. Um, so yeah, uh, I need to go to boob jail now. <laughs> or where was I? Okay, Andy is back at home, sees his mom die. No one believes what he says, and one of the cool scenes that happens through the movie is that each morning, some of the people from the houses exit their house early in the morning, and a garbage truck is coming by, and they have a satchel full of their ashes of the the person they just replicated, and then they just throw it in the garbage <laughs> in the in the, uh, in the garbage truck, and then they pull off and just keep collecting more and more down the block. And, um, so, uh, what, Marty and, what's her face from, uh, the General's, General's daughter, Marty and the General's daughter end up picking, her name is Jen, Jen, end up hooking up with, uh, the chopper pilot and his friend at a bar, and they're, you know, they get to know each other a little more, uh, have some drinks, uh, and then at some point in the bar, we see that there's a drunken army dude in there, he's just, he's not really an asshole, he's just drunk. Trying to talk to people. Passes out at the bar and the army comes in and grabs him. Presumably because he's wasted and it's going to be a lot easier for him to fall asleep so they can convert him into a pod person. Mm -hmm. now, from there we see... Um, I think that's... That's that's actually the night where um, Meg Tilly dies and she becomes a pod person. Is that night when Marty goes out with Jen and hooks up with Chopper Boy. And they come home late. Terry, the dad's pissed off about it. Um, Andy's uh, saw his mom died and goes over to his dad saying, that's not my mom, she's dead and everything. Of course. Um, so Marty gets in trouble. And um, from there on, oh shit, what happens after that? That's when um, Terry Kinney, I believe, uh, he's working in like a, was that, storage of like chemicals and one of the barrels falls over and injures one of the pod people and uh the pod person ends up getting hurt but shows like no emotion or anything and terry king's like, well, the dad's like whoa what the hell's going on yeah, i need to see that starts to see that things are not right right yeah. uh, he ends up going back to the place where they were handling all that stuff and finds the suit and cuts a piece out of the suit and he wants to test it out and see like what the substance is that he found and he's tried it himself and he doesn't know like what what it is the pod people blood or whatever the crap is right so uh he works very hard that day and he ends up um he ends up going home and uh meg tilly starts giving him a nice oil massage which will make any man go to sleep <laughs> and while that's going on marty goes and takes a nice hot bath uh, to which this is one of my favorite scenes because not 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 because they show her nude, which well yeah of course yeah that's that's definitely mm -hmm. part but the um, Meg Tilly the mom's character hit a pod in the bathroom above the tub mm -hmm. and the tentacles of the pod start to come down into the tub while she's in it sleeping because she has her headset in and starts to go in her nose and everything and starts to. Um, it starts to replicate her on up above the uh, the bathtub, and while this is going on, the dad's getting a massage. He totally passes out. The pot underneath starts to replicate him, and af after a while, the pod gets too heavy on top of the bathroom, and it falls in and wakes up Marty. To which she sees her clone is being made, and mm -hmm. it's in the tub with her, and she rips out all the tentacles and and everything that are, are in her nose and mouth, trying to re replicate her. She escapes, runs out, sees her dad, 
was happening, same thing's happening to him. She rips the tentacles out. There's a pod person underneath the bed which grabs her. Uh, they grab Andy and they start to head out. And um, the dad's like telling the mom, like, come on, let's go, let's go. And she's like, where, where are you going to go? Yeah. It's a really cool line. It's in a the, great <laughs> monologue. It yeah. is. Because she goes like, where are you going to go? There's nowhere to go because there's no one left like you. Yeah, there's no one like you left. <laughs> and then she just awesome. and she's just like, just sleep, and then we can all just be together and have no fear anymore. Just have none of this crap, and we can survive. The human race is doomed, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. To where he's like, fuck that. They end up leaving her, and then she gives out the nice big scream from the prior invasion of the body snatchers, which I think is. A bit more horrifying this time around than what like Donald Sutherland did in the other movies. Yeah, uh, this is a nice, good scream, mm-hmm. um, and that's when all the other pod people come out of their house and start chasing them. Uh, and that's when we see that some of the army men have formed mini militias and are fighting against the pod people, and everything is just going down at this time. Mm-hmm. We see that um, Chopper Boy is like, "Whoa, what the fuck's going on? Bullets are flying everywhere." He uh, tries to find his partner, but his partner is a pod person, and they try to get him to sleep, but he, he kicks the shit out of some he of them. Fights his way out of there. Runs and um, ends up, I want to say, uh, he regroups with Marty because Marty, uh, well, this is what happened. Oh, yeah. He, he escapes them, and then we get to see the dad and the kids go and hide in that same area with all the tanks and everything. Um, the dad goes to find a way out and he ends up running into the office where Forrest Whitaker is and he's still not a pod person uh, he's on the phone at that point in time calling for help and the person on the other li- the line says I'm sorry we're all busy right here major whatever and he's like how did you know my name and everything mm-hmm. and he's like oh fuck and um, he's told so he's another one who hasn't been uh, turned yet so uh, he ends up meeting with the dad, and they're talking like, you got to get out of here, we got to get out of here, we can take them out together kind of thing, and then that's when a group of army personnel enter his office, the dad hides off to the side, and then they all surround Forrest Whitaker, to which he ends up saying, you know, you guys aren't going to take me, and he ends up killing himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut back to Marty and uh, Danny, or Toby, or whatever the fuck his name is. Well, but first, <laughs> I just... There's a moment where oh, yeah? Terry Kinney is hiding, and you're not sure, like, do they know he's there, mm-hmm. or you just don't really know. It's an interesting scene. Right. Uh, the dad comes back and joins back up with the kids. They're driving out, and he's he's acting kind of strange, and Marty can kind of tell that, and the dad ends up saying, you know, just act like you don't have any emotion, just look forward, don't act out, and... Which is funny because he ends up being a pod person telling him that little bit of information to which we don't know exactly where he was going, but he was probably going to take them, so, take them somewhere to get them to sleep. Right. So, But Marty wisely kind of figures it out some way and escapes out of the car and, and the dad's trying to hold her back and everything. And then that's when Chopper Boy arrives and ends up you know, holding the dad at gunpoint to which Marty grabs the gun and shoots the dad, and he ends up evaporating just like the other pod people yeah. into a puddle. Of... Not right away. It's no, a no. good fake out where you're like, oh shit, he wasn't a pod person. Right, but then he ends up making the, the squishy oozing noise, yeah. and then, yeah, he's a pile of goo. Mm-hmm. And um, so then um, the siblings and Chopper Boy end up getting in the uh or end up yeah into the vehicle and driving out to the chopper and the chopper boy is like i'm gonna go check this out i'm gonna go get us a chopper we're gonna get the fuck out of here just wait here so he goes to the chopper and his one friend from the beginning of the movie that we saw him hanging out with in the bar comes up to him and they start talking and um they're pod people of course and so the chopper dude tries like his hardest and he does really well actually at, at keeping and just a straight face. Maybe he's just a shitty actor. But uh, he keeps, like, a straight face the whole time. And he's just saying, like, um, we're all family now. I'm just here to do my business. To which the uh, his friend or ex-friend goes, hey, I fucked your girlfriend. Trying to get a response from him. And to which there's no response. And then he's just like, all right, we'll let you go. 
Which, I mean, wow, that was easy test. <laughs> That's the easiest test ever. Because right. that that statement probably doesn't make any sense to right. Tim at all. Yeah, exactly. How are you supposed to react to that? I yeah. think it's probably just the hive mind thinking like, oh, we've learned this. Like, if you fuck with this, someone's, their, their girlfriends or whatever, and you say you fuck them or disrespect their mama, they're going to show emotion. Right. To which he doesn't, he doesn't take the bait. Right. Um... So he ends up getting in the chopper, he's taking off, and unfortunately, other soldiers end up uh, getting to Marty and the, the child. They are transported back to, like, a hospital or an infirmary, mm-hmm. and we know all this because he gets, ends up getting in the chopper, and we got a, a chopper's eye view of what's going on. So he reaches, they reach the hospital, and um, Danny or Andy or whoever the fuck it's the kid Andy. is. You're it right. is Andy, I was right. So Andy <laughs> is split up with Marty. And we get to see Marty, um, who ends up being sedated and put into a bed and tied down. And a pod person is growing right next to her. In this uh, huge, long room, like yes. old-timey and hospital. As, yeah, and it's a really cool scene, because as we get to see the, the chopper pilot walking through this infirmary, we see like these bodies just start to disintegrate right mm-hmm. in front of us. And other the their clones start to rise, like the Undertaker right next to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, until we get to Marty, to which she hasn't been completely turned yet, um, but almost enough to where like she's going to die because the clone ends up waking up and starts talking to the, the chopper pilot saying, like, just come with us, fall asleep, we can be together kind of thing, right. to which he doesn't listen and rips the shit out of Marty and to which stops the whole progression for the, uh, the pod person. Uh, he ends up getting Marty out of there. Mm-hmm. Kind of sobers her up a little bit. They're walking like towards the, the helicopter, and she's like, "I'm not leaving here without Andy." And he's like, uh, "Well, let's see what we can do. Let's just try and act normal without emotion. Let's keep walking straight." The chopper's right around the hill, and as they're walking, they run into um, what's her name again? Helen or Jen? We Jen. Jen, the the general's daughter. She they meet up with her, and she says. Um, she says something along the lines of what she said earlier is like, I told you this place was a freak show and then like no response or anything. So, um, the chopper pilot says we have work to do cause she asked where they were going. And so they start to walk and once they get past her, Jen says, uh, I know where Andy is to Marty, uh, to Marty because maybe she's playing along with them. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty takes about four or five steps until she turns around and asks where. And then that's where we find out that Jen also is a pod person mm-hmm. and screams out. Uh, they run to the helicopter. They end up making it. And out comes Andy, runs to the helicopter to out of nowhere. Yeah. And gets into the helicopter. Uh, they take off. And then that's where we find out where Andy is also a pod person because he's trying to rip the... Or trying to blind the chopper pilot and make him crash. And then that's where his sister has to throw him out of the (laughs) helicopter. Yeah. Which I think would have been a cool shot, but it was executed horribly. Oh, it's a terrible effect. Um, Yeah. Where they they throw the kid out and he's pointing and screaming at the helicopter as he's falling out. But it's just like horribly done. Yeah. Uh, It would have been cool, but... going for, but it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. You you swung and missed, but (laughs) I mean, I know what pitch you're going for. Um, so they get in the pi- uh, the helicopter and take off, and we get the voiceover again, like, you know... Uh, of Meg Tilly. No, not not yet of Meg Tilly. Oh. Uh, of Marty saying, you know... Oh, right. We, you know, we escaped, but we had a human response to them, because Arlie Ermey, the general, was leading out all of these different uh, trucks full of pods mm-hmm. that he was taking to other army bases, because he was just naming off, like, Fort Bragg, Fort Knox, and shit. Mm-hmm. And I saw all these different trucks were going there, but seeing as the the chopper pilot was in a chopper with missiles, he ends up blowing up all the caravans, or at least we think that they're all the caravans. Mm-hmm. He ends up going to, uh, they fly to a big city, and they're landing in an airspace, he gets clearance, and that's, at the end, that's where we get the line again from Meg Tilly about, like, where are you going to go? There's no one like you left. Right. And then they're land as they're landing the helicopter, there's like a... a one of those guys who has those light-up cones, he's directing people in the way. We get to see, like, a close-up of him showing no emotion as he's landing that they're landing this helicopter. Mm-hmm. So 
pretty much uh, the world at that point in time is being taken over. Right. And that's the end of our movie. Mm -hmm. Less than an hour and a half. Way different than the other ones in, in certain aspects. I, I like this movie a lot, and this is my favorite Body Snatcher movie. It's good. I want to say I've seen it before because I can't imagine that I haven't seen it before. But I really don't. I didn't remember it when no. we watched it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's an interesting piece. I like it a lot. It's it's funny how they got a director who did like New York crime dramas right. and shit, or gangster <laughs> movies and Italian pieces. And they're like, oh well, uh, body snatchers. I guess I got to read more about it. Um, and plus, like all these, uh, I saw that Stuart Gordon worked on the script too. And yeah. there's like all these different. Yeah, it's just a lot of people involved. That's in what this I was play. trying to find. Like, so, uh, I saw his name. Yeah. So yeah, interesting movie. I I recommend it a lot. Uh, it was like three dollars, four dollars, three dollars to rent on Amazon. Totally right. worth it. I could have bought it for six. I should have just done that. Probably yeah. It's a <laughs> you know, actually, this is a movie that I will always sit down and watch if it's on mm -hmm. no matter like halfway through or not like i love to sit down and watch this movie because it's a, it always hooks me and it's very well done it's not like your action pack like the other ones are or tend to be like i said before with all the suspense which i mean with this movie you don't necessarily need the suspense seeing as it's a the third remake of it right so you can just cut that out and just make it all tension Right. And then just make it unnerving, and, and you don't need necessarily need that suspense, because we know where we're going with it. Right, Boom. and I like the, I feel like in, in the other Invasion of the Body Snatchers, either you don't, there's no indication that there are Body Snatchers, or they make it really obvious that there's an early indication of Body Snatchers, but this, this movie doesn't do either one, they're mm -hmm. just there. Yes. And you don't necessarily notice until maybe you watch it again. Or, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're mm -hmm. just always there, that's cool. Yes. It's it's trusting your audience to understand your movie. Right. I love it, that. You don't need that the old, the the Marty telling you the whole fucking story at the right. beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. They could have cut those parts out. We would have known what was going on. Yeah. But huh, all right. That was a good one. So, yeah, <laughs> it was. What were we watching that Gabriel Inmore was in? Oh shit. And I was like, Wild Hearts can't be for oh. SVU. So we've been marathoning ah, yes. Law and Order SVU and just marveling at the stars in it. Yes. And I was like, oh, Wild Hearts can't be broken. I love her. And you were like, Body Snatchers. That's what we're watching this yes. week. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Gabrielle. The always beautiful Gabrielle Anwar. All right. Well, that about does it for us this week. Thank you guys for joining us. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.